Hey guys, it's Alex. Just a heads up, there was some construction over at Jab's place, so I've edited most of it out, but occasionally Jab's audio quality will drop, so that's explaining that. It'll be back to normal next time we record. There'll be no problems. Sorry about that. And as a bonus, at the end of it, you get to listen to us uh, as we first hear the construction start to happen, and it's pretty hilarious. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Hey, welcome to Bukatsu Gaming Podcast. It's your host, Jabs, a.k.a. I have not played Persona and I'm super sad. Well, I haven't played Persona in a while and I'm super sad. And I'm here with... (laughs) Alex. A.K.A. the sweet, sweet sounds of construction. <laughs> and Evan, A.K.A. grenades they're are still all, pineapples. They're, only, they're always pineapples. Nothing else. They are always pineapples, but, you know, it's just redundant. Are they pineapples under the sea, though? Because I heard those don't... They send out dangerous shockwaves. So you want you want to dive I mean, on the ground? With your feet towards a grenade, don't go into water. The shockwave will kill you. Just some science stuff you can find out on YouTube. So don't throw pineapples in water. Not our YouTube. Yeah. Good to know. Just dropping that knowledge. That knowledge pineapple. I guess my, 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 what is it called? My AKA Persona 5. I'm, I'm not going to spoil too much for it. I mean, some people... Don't even think this game exists. It's not a thing. <laughs> Headphones coming out, but this is a it's a good game. I'm I've I'm so I'm playing a little slow because I'm not super fluent in Japanese. I've I've clocked about twenty hours, and I've there not really been any point where I'm like I'm tired of this game. This is just a rehash of Persona Four, Persona Three. I I'm loving every minute of it. There is one there's like one mechanic that just give me chills and I love it. And so Persona 5 is doing well and I think that might explain <laughs> that might explain why <laughs> that might explain why the sales numbers have been so good. Like what what's the stats it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's the best. It's not only the best Persona release; it's the best Atlas release in history, right? In Japan. Yeah, I mean, Persona's best-selling Atlas franchise, so yeah, it would have to also, be. Okay, so it's they go hand in hand. I would, I would assume. I mean, I don't have the numbers on me right now, but there's a reason that they pump out all the Persona stuff that they do, like the anime and the merchandise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but like we said, most of this this is the the first the best selling, not not really by much, but definitely the best selling in first week sales. Like I'm looking right. at this chart. It's like P5's first week is almost as much as what is LTD? I don't even know what that stands for. As much it was as much as Lifetime 4. to date. Okay. No. How how's lifetime to date lower than re-release? That's really confusing. But either way, 
it sold like up there with P4 Golden and Persona 4 in the amount of sales. For some reason, Persona 3 isn't on here. I don't know. That's because me too. I thought I think there's like a billion different Persona 3s. Maybe I'm wrong. Nah, it was all Persona 4 that got the mad revamps. No. Persona 4 got golden. Uh, P3P, P3 Fez. Just the regular P3. P3P Fez. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah, I I mean, it kind of makes sense that this would be the biggest selling one, obviously, but if you also consider that uh, Persona 4 came out late in the PlayStation 2's lifetime, and PlayStation 2 sold a ton of units, so that this was the best-selling in Japan is still quite an accomplishment, even though the Persona franchise is more realized now than it was back then. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. And that's, that's what I was saying. I think from P3, they definitely did more to expand kind of expand the franchise from just P3. Like we said, P3, three, P3P, P3 Fez. And then it just, from there, they started making the movies and so on. So it definitely helped flesh out. It helped to flesh out the, the franchise and make it as big as it, as it is now to be able to sell the, what is it, 30,000, basically, 30,000 copies that it did. I was going to say, 30,000 is very low. These numbers are confusing. Oh, this week's sale, life to date sale. Okay, so the 400,000 that they've sold, basically. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's So, I mean, with just Japan, you have to figure that they've put a sizable dent into the cost of producing this game. And they have said in the past that it isn't, even though it has taken so long, it hasn't had a huge production budget. Yeah. It, yeah. Like I, many, many people have been saying, um, like Catherine was sort of a, a precursor to P5 and you can tell that in the game. And so it's, it's not like maybe in some ways they were making a completely new, uh, game engine from the ground up but it's yeah it's it's a quality game but also one that you're like okay this this isn't skyrim with the huge production budget so they're they're making good profit good profit yeah and and while we are on the topic still of persona 5 so you guys should make yourself a japanese playstation account so that you can go download these new dlc costumes Yes. They are free right now. Uh, one of them will always be free. I think the Catherine one is free for the next 10 days or so. Yeah, until the 10th. Yeah, and while they do, like, 99% of the time release the DLC over here, there have been times when, I know for Devil Survivor? Yeah, Devil Survivor 2. Break record, they had a Jarara DLC and it did not make it over stateside, so I know. 
I know it was like it had Shizuo and everybody like as just you know saying I was mad. Did it have Celtic? Yes, I think so. I know. I know. And so, since this is just, these are Catherine costumes, (laughs) I I believe it's a safe bet to say that this will probably come out stateside as well, but Jabs is is right that if, if you, I mean, A, these look awesome, and B, if you are concerned about getting them, and especially getting them free, Make a Japanese PSN account. I'm gonna just throw my money at him. So, <laughs> you know. there you go. That's my plan. Yeah, I'm getting nickel and dimed a little bit on uh, Shin Megami Tensei for Apocalypse right now. So I might <laughs> might well, how, nab that. How so? How are you getting? How are they taking your nickels? How are they taking your dimes? There is a lot of DLC stuff for that, and it's not expensive. But I'm also looking at it like. They describe it as short stuff, and it ends up culminating, and you can like summon a demon now or something. And I don't have to buy it, but I want it, so I'm gonna probably end up getting it. I'm, I was looking at it as probably gonna spend ten to fifteen dollars on DLC for that game, which uh, it's more than I'd want to pay for a game that was already more expensive. Uh, than a regular 3DS title. Well, that's because it has the Atlas tax, remember? Yes. Yeah. They had the Atlas tax, and then they still gave you DLC, so... <laughs> yeah. That is a gripe, but... but yeah, how, how is Apocalypse? Since, it, I mean, I'm... I'm still... I don't have a 3DS, but I'm waiting for... I want another Shin Megami Tensei game. Like, Nocturne, Digital Devil Saga, those are great games from the PS2 era. And they're completely different from Persona. So, how's how's Apocalypse? Uh, Apocalypse is is really good. I'm really liking it. I'm about, I'd estimate halfway through. I am level forty eight, so should be accelerating towards the end of the game. Mm. But <clears throat> first thing I will say is that you can't. Well, you can jump into this. They'll explain things to you. But honestly, just play Shin Megami Tensei four. Because A, it's a pretty good game, and B, it just enhances this experience a lot because you're essentially, a, this game is like a side story to uh, 4. So basically the game is set in the neutral path of 4, and it's right near the end of the game, and your existence there in this reality or whatever creates an alternate situation to what actually happened in 4. And I th- I think some people kind of slighted it because it makes it not its own individual thing. It's sort of irrelevant because if you played 4, then you have your own ending and s- stuff, and this is really just kind of changing what you already experienced. Mm. But they do a nice job of making the characters in 4 seem very important, the ones that you spent a lot of time with in the previous game, so it doesn't feel like you're erasing something you already did, it just feels like you're adding on. Adding to it, okay. Yeah, and I want to say that, obviously, it's a Mega 10 game, battle system is on point. Press turn, 
That's all you gotta yeah. say. Yeah. That's all you gotta say. It's uh they've they added Smirk in four, which Smurfs. Smurfs. So well I'll explain the press term system briefly and why I think it's better than most other systems. In press turn, you essentially have four turns, but they sort of have, there's kind of like hearts in Zelda where there's like full and half, full and half, and then you go through them like that, except that you can only, if you exploit an enemy weakness or get a critical, then it goes down to the half, otherwise it uses a full turn. So, in four, they added that if you get a critical or exploit a weakness, you smirk, and then... You what, smirk? Smirk. S-M-I-R-K? Yes. Correct. You say, Smir- <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and then, basically, your weaknesses, you, uh, when your enemy hits you with a weakness, for example, it doesn't count as a weakness. It just does a little bit extra damage. And next time you hit, it'll critical, even if it's a magic attack. And in four, you would dodge all the time. Like, if if the enemy got smirk, you could not hit them. In this, they really toned down smirk a lot so that, A, it doesn't activate every time you exploit a weakness, and B, you could still, you can still hit someone who is smirked. It's just generally not going to be as effective. Because wow, that was a lot overpowered in 4. I mean, yeah. I remember that the first boss of 4 is actually, I would say, worse than Matador and Nocturne. Mm. And you get this partner who shows up and he will just blindly throw out elemental spells and he hits one that's a reflect. He gets takes damage. The enemy smirks. Now it's the enemy's turn. Oh god! Does a attack all power move and uh, well not power physical move and crits everyone and my whole party dies. So that doesn't happen anymore. And they've made useful your allies actually useful. Like one of your allies can cast buff skills, mm. or you you can have have your ally be, like, a damage dealer, a healer, or, you know, a buffer, which is great because you could swap them out, and that way, even if your party is a little unbalanced, like, it's skewed a little bit more towards damage or healing, then your partners can, you know, compensate for the weaknesses in your party. Yeah, see, my, my, my question, though, is why did they name it Smirk? Like, why Smirk? I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I think you're asking the wrong question. Even like a little Why smirk, not smirk, smirk icon appears in the top corner. It's it's weird, but I like it, and it works well in this game. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's always so much fun to play. Every time you get to a new area in one of those games, well, I would say in all of the games made by Atlas, but Mega Ten games where it's tuned a little bit harder, you it just feels kind of like a puzzle. And mm. you have to figure out what the, these new enemies are weak to and what attacks they have. And you might have to switch demons out in your party. And until the, to the point where you're basically high enough level that they're not a threat not to you anymore. 
Yeah, and at that point, you're kind of tired of fighting those particular enemies. So usually, I always feel like it works out perfectly to me. And uh, yeah, other things are that it's kind of casualized. You can change the difficulty at any time. And dying in this game is less of a big... It's like a smaller deal than it is in an action game. Is it is it Princess Persia small? Or... <laughs> No, because you have to go sit through a cutscene for like a minute, and then uh, you can just pop up right where you were with the exact same situation. Okay. So some people probably won't like that. The plus side there is if you do die, you can say, no, don't revive me. So you can force yourself to have that extra level of difficulty. But Yeah, play it like a real game. Yeah. I like... <laughs> if, if You're about to say play it like a real man. You know, I don't have as much time as I used to, so I love it when, if a boss is giving me a headache. I, I was fighting one boss, I got them down to, like, red, like, three times in a row, and I just switched it to normal and blew them out in three turns, and then switched it back on to hard. It just <laughs> saves you a little bit of time. It's just like, okay, I know I can beat this person. I, I, don't feel like, I don't feel like messing around again. So, I really like it. I really like it. P4? Or, no, whatever. Shin Megami 4. <laughs> I did not. No, I forgot to loan it to him. Yeah, jerk. I know. <laughs> but if he comes up soon, he can get the, the 4 and Apocalypse. 4 and Apocalypse. But yeah, uh, just just before we, we get into like the bulk of what Alex will be jizzing over, although I think he'll he'll be dropping some some uh, pre for this Dank meme. We got dank meme for for PS4. Yes. And so I, someone someone got it for me on Steam, and I've played it a bit. But you know, I might get it on. I'm I'm more of a console gamer, so I might pick it up there. But yeah, tell tell us about that because I know Alex and maybe Evan, since they got Buki in there. Y'all really Maybe, excited yes. for that. Evan's Evan's in deep on this, man. Danganronpa. It's basically if you want to see a bunch of high schoolers go kill each other, it's this is the game for you. It's uh it's a visual novel, so That's one part of the reason why Jabs has taken so long <laughs> has taken so long to beat it. The other reason is because I stopped streaming it for you guys. Like we were watching along. I was I was playing for you guys and then we just stopped finding the time to do it. That's part of why I stopped playing. I was enjoying yeah. it. It's good and it really I mean I was playing two again and it can be a little bit slow in between how, how cases. Many, how many times have you played? I played the first game twice and the second game once. Oh, okay. Well now the second time you're going through. Yeah. And you're going to get it for PS4, so maybe a third time each? Or are you just going to get it and put it on your shelf? No. Well, I haven't decided for sure that I'm going to get it. If I'm going to get it, I'm probably going to get the collector's edition because I did not get a chance to... Well, I'll say that first. They're releasing a Danganronpa uh, PS4 collector's edition, which basically contains elements of both the first collector's edition and the second. So if you missed out on one or both, collector's edition for you. And it's only... 
priced at 60 bucks, which is really not bad for two great games, soundtracks, and some miscellaneous stuff. Some an art book or two. Yeah. It's, I it would probably really nice. It is. And stickers. I, you forgot the stickers. There's <laughs> only one sticker, I think, not in that about one. The stickers. How do you forget got... the sticker, you jerk? But yeah, I think I if I do get it on PS4, I will end up playing both of them again before the third game comes out sometime next year. It's coming out in January in Japan. Man. And so I'm hoping for a summer release, but that is incredibly optimistic. Gotta well, believe, man. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that they, they keep, like, hinting at it, but they, they, haven't, <clears throat> they haven't said too much about it in the States, but they are hinting that it's gonna happen. The company tease, is there more to come? We'll see. <laughs> oh, that, that was my That was my Monacoom's impression. Yeah, Ow. I definitely think I think they were surprised at how well the first game sold because I remember when it came out they weren't sure if they were going to make the second one and then after a week they're like hey so we're making the second <laughs> one so I I definitely I think it's locked to come over here so if you're worried about that don't be it just might take a little bit of time but it's also coming out to Vita and PS4 I believe so that's nice you got a little bit of parity there I will probably get it on the PS4, but it, it's a really good Vita game because it's easy to just kind of lounge in bed and play before you go to sleep. Yeah. But but it's also not a good lounge in bed and go to sleep game because you're playing, you're like, there's story. This Like, that's the problem. That's sort of the problem with VRs. You're just like, this is all story. Like, I, I could leave and take a break in the story, or I could continue. Like, that that's part of what it is with, uh... Kind of makes RPGs good. You're like, okay, this is the dungeon. There's no story happening right now. This yeah. VR, you're like, okay, I take a break. Or you take a long break like me from the story, and you get back in, and you're just like, but that's John Travolta meme, what's happening? Yeah, that is how they get you. Because you don't want to leave the story. Unless you want a social link with Owie or Spooky Bookie. Or that you want that hope and despair, and that's what you do. I mean, getting ready for bed, you lay down, you're playing the game, and next thing you know, it's 7 o'clock in the morning, and you're like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what I can happened? only play for another five more hours. <laughs> hey, boss, I'm going to be late for work when my friends died. I have a court case. <laughs> <laughs> they think it was me, boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, but yeah, the dank meme is looking is looking very very sexy, very sexy. I I don't know what there's nothing about it to look sexy. It's the same game. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. What I I'm mean, saying. it's gonna be at a higher res. Well, I guess it won't be at a higher res than it is on computer. But for people who've just played it on the Vita, it's gonna be at a higher res, even though you do lose out on that beautiful OLED screen. <laughs> so you know I think well if you're better at playing with consoles then I would play play it on console but there's also no reason not to get PC 
I was playing the uh, the court scene or whatever, and I think perhaps it works, but I think a like a controller or a console based item would have made it a little bit easier. But I think you eventually get used to it. Eventually get used to it. But yes, uh, that's. Uh, what do what do we want to look at next? We we'll talk very briefly about. Something that is looking sexy, Fallout Four and Skyrim, <laughs> I guess Pro or whatever special edition. Oh, here we for the go. PS PS Four Pro, which Evan said that's gonna make him go out and buy himself a copy, just so he can get that four that four K War Never Changes. That definitely sounds like something I would say. <laughs> I want to buy an entirely new console for this game I've already played. <laughs> But, I mean... It's native 4K. I'm just... Uh, okay. I just think it's... Well, stepping back a little bit. The, I do think it's, a, you know, it's good for them that they are doing this. Um, I think a lot of people are going to appreciate it. You know, the people that still are putting the time and hours into the game are really going to enjoy it. I do find it funny that... I Was it... It feels like it wasn't that long ago people were bashing Sony for it not allowing mods, basically. There was the whole deal with they were blaming Sony for mods not being allowed to come to the console. Yeah. But here we are, and they're here. So whether or not that had anything to do with it, I just do find it a little funny. But I do think that, you know, that was a big factor for you know a lot of people that were looking forward to the game. They wanted the mods as well, and now that you have the whole package, I feel like it definitely is. I mean, part part of, like, they gave us the mods, but it's still not the complete mod. Like, you can't bring out any external assets. Like, you can't have SpongeBob walking around in the wasteland, which yeah, is but... one thing everyone loved about mods. But, you know, we do have, we do have a modified version of the mod system, so you... Like, don't complain. Yeah, you got to be realistic with it. It's not like, if you want that, I don't, like, obviously you should just get the game on PC where you could do that. If yeah. you just want, you know, the game to look better, a little bit of change here and there, this is, like, this is best case scenario for you if you still want to play it on the console. Yeah. Yeah. I will say also that Xbox allows external resources but not stuff you like download off the web i think there's a limited amount of external resources that they allow that you can use so while the playstation 4 has a limited amount of those or even like a smaller version of that the i mean really if you want mods you should play it on the pc and there's i mean that's just true if you like mods then pc should be your thing and yeah. I don't know how far we are from consoles getting competitive in that arena, but I think it's a long ways off. Sticking with the mods, I just, I've always felt like mods are just, they just feel unnecessary to me. And it just feels like one of those things. I don't really feel like the consoles need to be competitive with that. No. Just because I feel like a majority of the player base you know, doesn't really mind not having the mods if they're on the console. It 
it really is like you're saying a PC thing. If like if you want mods on a game, you most likely play on PC anyway. So yeah, just doesn't really feel like a big deal to me. But I do like that they are saying, okay, well, you know, we might not be giving you the PC level of mods, but we do understand that there are some of you out there that want to stick with the console. We're meeting you halfway, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the good thing about mod, mods is that they can add a bit of extra post-game content. Like, it makes... It adds so much replay value that generally, I guess, especially with Bethesda, that they allow to happen. <laughs> but it just, adds, <laughs> it just adds that extra replay value that wouldn't be there. And so I think... I think it's it's understood it's understandable that you know console gamers kind of want that not not just to be able to say I have I have a pistol that shoots out nukes but you know it gives you more to do in the game. Yeah, it's it's something something and I I think it's disappointing that Bethesda and Sony couldn't work this out until Bethesda kind of made that public statement saying that Sony's unwilling to cooperate on this. But I guess I'm glad that Bethesda did because the people who are are invested into console mods get some closure here. Yeah, we get, we got something big now. And this includes, I don't know if we said this explicitly, but the mods include for Skyrim as well. Yeah. Which I think are coming out first. Skyrim's, yeah. com- Skyrim's coming out first, yeah, and then and then they will uh, usher in Fallout as it goes along. But you know the big the big thing I think about the mods coming out is also with the mods comes the upgrade to, like we were saying, the 4K. You get the the games in native 4K, um, which also big on 4K VR, which Alexander, you were excited about, but then you you had that moment where you sat and you said, Shit, "I could I could buy a house for this price." I yeah, I was thinking I had a serious thought today about is it? I mean, I could get a PS4 Pro, and. Is PS4 Pro 500 or 400? I think it's 400. So I could have a PS4 Pro and then get it, you know, two games or whatever. And it gave me a little bit of pause. Today, the the day that we're recording this, the PSVR reviews came out, so I'm sure everyone already knows. It got mostly positive reviews, but this morning, Giant Bomb did a live stream, and that went terribly. And... What I saw of the live stream wasn't so bad. Uh, the the Batman VR looked mm. kind of that that was going well. Yes, that was uh, by that point they had recovered. The initial stream though, the it was just bad. They were stuttering. The camera couldn't track them at all. They tried it with the lights on, the lights off, closer, farther, and they said they were having a lot of trouble with it. They got the problem sorted out later in the day and some people said that it was a faulty headset but i couldn't find any actual confirmation of that so take that for what you will i do know that most other reviewers said that while they had some problems with 
tracking the move controllers mm. that they the headset was mostly fine which is the most important thing because if you lose if the move kind of loses tracking it's not going to make you sick but if the the headset loses tracking at all it's going to make you want to puke pretty immediately yeah and i and you know something we were we talked about when we first previewed the whatever these are called the vr was worrying about the motion sickness and mm-hmm. I, when I, when I tuned into their stream, the first thing they were talking about was, yo, dude was like, yeah, I don't, I usually have no problem with motion sick, but you know, this was kind of, this was hitting me. And so it's definitely something to worry about. Like I, Evan and I, we, we were saying, we'll wait on the VR, especially to hear back on that. But with these problems, I think. I'll definitely wait until they get things sorted out. And I, I guess that's what you're, you're struggling you're struggling to decide on now. Yeah, well, it's the concerns of any early adopter. The tech isn't all the way there yet, and the likelihood is is that this isn't like a firmware thing that they can patch. This is the limitations of the setup. You know, the Rift and the Five have more accurate means of communication between the headset and the computer essentially and the psvr uses the camera to track the lights on the move and the headset and if you play in a room with a lot of ambient light it's going to be harder for that to you know to be red and i play in a room with projector so lights are basically never on so i basically live in a cave (laughs) so while that's not a big deal for me a lot of people i mean they might have trouble playing this in the day and they might have trouble playing it I can't attest to it yet, obviously, because I don't have a copy. But yeah, today I had to think about it and say, look, I had to look at the games. I had to think about what personally I value in terms of because I kind of looked at it as if I don't get this, I'd get the pro, and I might end up getting the pro anyways, mm. eventually, but not probably not when it comes out if I stick to this. But overall, yeah. the reviews look pretty good for a peripheral. I think yeah. it was like eight, eight point five, and PS4 when it came out got like an eight. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm gonna go in a different direction. I I looked at the reviews and they honestly didn't really worry me that much. I kind of got the feeling that it more to me the issues seemed more like people not being used to something new and Mm -hmm. i don't have a problem with that it's very possible that this could come out and a bunch of people have no issues and you know they're fine with it and have a great time it could just be something where you know little things bother some people don't bother others it's not actually a major issue with the idea or the tech itself um i think the the main thing i was taking from it was a lot of people having reserved judgments because like you're saying it is you know this new thing it is in its infancy if you will and i mean and this thing's still a fetus (laughs) the reed is fetus but it to me i just i don't know it doesn't feel like at least from where i'm standing I don't feel like I would have any issues with it as long as, you know, I could set it up 
and it works the way it is intended to work yeah. for the most part. If there are little things that need to be tweaked for me to be able to get it to work well, that's fine. That happens with everything. But I think the biggest obstacle for me and the biggest obstacle for a lot of people is the the price. You know, it's whether they want to drop all of that money on something that, you know, isn't necessarily as fleshed out as it could be. And whether or not the investment is going to be worth it, you know, down the road. Are we going to stick with this or, you know, in how, X amount of time, are we going to have, you know, a big breakthrough and then, you know, release a new VR system? Something yeah, like that. VR too. Yeah. So, you have to consider that Sony also doesn't have a great record of getting behind these peripherals. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I really, I am still excited about the VR, the idea. It's yeah. just, you know, obviously the the price is the obstacle. and He's going to let me take that bullet for the team. <laughs> <laughs> let other people take that bullet. Let me Let me know how it is and then go from there. Let you know how it is. You're gonna come up. We're gonna do a segment. We're gonna put it on the YouTube. We're gonna figure put it, it on out. The YouTubes. Yeah, that you know that's that's definitely the main thing I was seeing in in the reviews. It was like, yeah, this this is it's uh, interesting hardware. It's nice, but it's the price of a console, which more. You know, I, yeah, which you know, I guess once they they're able to get the price down, um, fix some things with it. Like I was again on Giant Bomb stream, they said you can't really look up because then, yeah, the peripheral starts to like fall off or whatever. Once once they fix those things, uh, remove the price so that it can you know kind of be as truly immersive, submersive, immersive as possible. Then you know I might might go pick it up once it got me some extra stacks and whatnot. But right now I don't I don't have VR money, so you know that's on Alexander <laughs> to play. But I will, and next podcast you can come back here and I will talk your ears off about VR. And I'm planning to get a lot of the games. So if you have any games you're interested in let us know and I can try them out yeah, for but, you. And so definitely let's just, before we even do that, let's talk about the games coming out at launch. Good point. Cause they, there's a, there's a sizable list. Yeah. I was it, it's um, definitely much more than I expected. Yeah. I was looking at this and I was listening to some people talking today and I mean, they were saying it was the best, catalog for a launch that they'd ever seen well and we don't we don't know what's coming with the nx so that's true but so far i mean there's no there's no huge names so i'm I'm hesitant to give them that but it's in terms of just content it's really hard to match mm. i'm scrolling through some other vr options hulu but it looks like they just take you inside of a house <laughs> to watch Hulu on a virtual screen. That can't be it. You need that that virtual reality Hulu experience. The man. Hulu VR app. All new. Immerse yourself in all new worlds of possibility. 
experiencing your favorite TV shows and movies like never before. But literally, it's... Oh, yeah. It does look like that, doesn't it? It's a house with a TV. So you can pretend you have a nice TV. By the way, if you... Well, so if it is a VR app, then it'll be fine. But if you're using the cinematic mode to watch your TV, you're going to have to deal with a... It's it's going to look worse than your actual TV unless you have a crap TV. But at this point, why would you have a PS4 and a crap TV? Hey, don't you talk about my TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's if it's if it's 1080, you're fine. If it's 720, you're probably still better off just watching it on that. What if it's 240? It's 240, then <laughs> you know yeah, you're, you're playing set Metal for Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear, but yeah. Um, I wanted to comment what we were talking about the, you know, obviously the titles at the launch. There's something that I noticed that I'm not sure whether it's a good thing or not, depending mm. on if they actually plan this out. Like you were saying, there isn't really a big name title being released yeah. with it. And while we, while we were going through this segment, I was thinking, you know, this probably would be received a lot better if they did have a big name title to go with it. Like a full-fledged game that you could just sit, VR, go through, that type of thing. But we do have Resident Evil 7 coming out relatively soon. And I feel like... coming on there. No, I'm saying it's coming out, you know, in January. The end of January, I believe. And... I feel like that may have been on purpose. It gives them a window to kind of feel out where things are with the VR before they get that big name in there. Because once they release that, they don't want to have any issues with it. Yeah, you do not you do not want your big name uh failing out the gate like what was it? Heavenly Sword with PlayStation Three? That was their big launch game and that was Blast yeah. from the Pass. <laughs> That tanked, and so yeah, you you do have a point. You you do want to, I guess, find the problems, and so the of course the problems won't only be with the game; it'll be with the peripheral. Exactly, but you know, fixing the peripheral and the game so that people enjoy this big name coming out. Yeah, I'm very okay with them having that time period that if there are little things they need to change just to make it that much better of an experience, I would rather have that on, you know, a bunch of smaller launch games that you can enjoy, that you don't necessarily need, you know, a perfect VR setup, you know, to enjoy all the way. Which, not saying, you know, Resident Evil or any game that comes out from, you know, here on is going to need a perfect setup, but Really, I feel like the bigger name games people are going to want, going to expect more from them in the experience. I will also say that we are a little bit skeptical about how well it's going to do. But at the same time, I mean, they are out of units, basically. Like, pre-orders are sold out. And if you want one around launch day, you're going to have to get there that morning, camp it out a little bit. Or, Or beat the mess out of somebody. Or beat the mess out of somebody walking out of the Best Buy with a smile on their face. Yeah, don't 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 go pick it up in Chicago. I've been That's working bad. out though. No offense to our Chicago listeners, that was a that was a Trump <laughs> diss, not vice versa. 
I don't know. So, I don't know what Trump said. I just know he said something about Chicago. It's probably true. So yeah, I I think that obviously they haven't released numbers as to how many they are going to release initially, but I think I think it's a good sign that yeah, you know, they don't have any more stock left. Yeah, it's it's good for the future. It it shows that people do have an interest. And many, many people are talking about, you know, keep comparing it to uh, the Vive, whatever it's called, the Oculus Rift, the Vive. But we see they have a place in the market. Yeah, I, going, going off the comparisons, the comparisons didn't really make sense to me. And... I get that, you know, obviously they're all VR, but granted, this could be me not knowing as much about the other options, but I feel like they're coming from different places. I feel like the others aren't necessarily trying to give you a gaming experience. So it's kind of hard to say, you know, these are better when you aren't doing the same things that you're going to be doing on the VR no, you're nailing the head about that. I mean, five is full room scale, and I mean, Sony really kind of envisions this as a sit down on the couch VR experience. Right. Rift is somewhere in between these two. I, they're kind of in the process of becoming more movement based, but Sony's probably because the limitations of the camera tracking system is always going to be kind of a sit on the couch and then, or maybe stand up and do it. But I think that they're, they are really hard to compare because obviously cost a lot of money to have a system that can run the Rift or the Vive and it's only $400 for PS4. So you are getting a downgraded visual experience, but they make up for it in certain areas. The headset has screens which it's 1080p but it's splits it to 960 times 1080 to each eye and the rift and the five both are a little bit higher than that but then certain build quality stuff and this getting down into minutiae is better on the ps vr such as they have more sub pixels per pixel which i didn't know was a thing i didn't know what a sub pixel was but you know, if you like subpixels, PSVR is the way to go. <laughs> and they use different lenses, which cause less god rays and less. And it's I think it's supposed to be easier to focus with PSVR's lenses. So even though it is, if if you want the technical best, you should not be thinking about PSVR. It is, it's going to be a solid contender. Yeah, and I, I mean, either way, you know, some some people are. Like you're saying, there's no need for the comparison, but I think it is because it's it's the it is one of I guess in a way a step into the affordable in-home VR before we get to you know futuristic Dave life of Dave that's what it is right from Rick and Morty. Oh, I guy, no one here watched Rick and Morty besides you. Yet. You guys should really fix that. <laughs> yeah, un- until until we get to the truly, you know, immersive VR, I think 
we do have to find a good a good balance uh between price and price and specs and whatnot. But yeah, I you know, if like I said, the money gets there. If I come across the money out I might pick it up. Or get the money for a ticket to the US and you could try it out. That too. That too. Okay. Uh yeah. do we have anything else we're talking about? Uh we you had you had Metal Gear on there, but yeah. we are we're I'm not quite sure how what time we're at thanks to Jack's oh man. Uh we're probably around fifty two minutes. So if Evan wants to close this out with Metal Gear, he can. Metal Gear. I mean Okay, there we go. <laughs> I I don't really have anything to say about Metal Gear other than Metal Gear Solid is, for PlayStation. Playing it on the PlayStation is, three. I was not ready. This is some next level gaming from from ninety eight. I whew, there's so much in this game. I I'm not even I don't know where I am in the game. I feel like I just started and they're just throwing stuff at me that I just never expected to be in a game from 98 and it is fantastic. It it holds up. I mean clearly I I mean I look at all the games and you know 5 is just the most fun one of the most fun games I've ever played but this from 98 still holds up still a really good game i mean it is ugly as sin but i would definitely recommend this game and i would recommend it over the gamecube version because that added first person view and then that made it too easy easy peasy lemon squeezy i can't even say anything because i've died like Dude, I lost you game. died you died i i did that first, well, see, that's the beauty of it, is by the time you get through that first room, you're like, okay, I understand. I understand the game now. And they really, you have your codec, so if you're really struggling, you can call people, and they eventually will be like, yeah, you go up to the elevator and press the action button. And then you're like, okay. And then you do that, and then nothing happens, and then you're like, call them on codec again. And they're like, yeah, just, <laughs> just chill out, find a place to hide. Uh, just it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to get on that as well since that's definitely a game Alex has been raving about forever. Like literally, literally, literally forever since '97. He's been raving about this. Game. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was very lucky that that was my dad got that. He like looked in a magazine. He saw that that was the new hotness, and he grabbed that for me. And and the rest is history. Yeah, that's why I'm, you know, 25 doing a podcast about video games, I think. Yeah, so as Alex was saying back on VR, if there are any games you want to see him test out, uh, send us a message up on Twitter, twitter.com slash M, and you'll be able to find those videos on YouTube if you search Bukatsu Media. Uh, get us if you guys subscribe. Once we get to fifty subscribers, we can have a custom URL, and it'll be much easier to find us. It'll be YouTube slash Bukatsu Gaming or Media, probably. Um, and so yeah, we'll we'll we're working on our YouTube schedule. 
Yes. We're we're trying to get we're trying to get some uh content made. Some technical issues caused me to stop doing Heroes Generation. Uh but we'll fix that. We'll fix that. But yeah, we'll be back with some hero generation videos, um, as well as some other stuff soon. Alex, Evan, what are you guys going to be working on? Yeah, so I'll be doing a review of PSVR, and I hope to have that up on YouTube if I can get a nice camera and I can show you guys getting it set up in a more cramped living environment because, you know, I have a bunch of crap in here I really need to move out. And Evan, what are, what are you going to try try to get us? But we're not try. What are you gonna be gaming for us? Well, I'm gonna attempt to not die 700 more times in Metal Gear, and hopefully finish that. Possibly XCOM 2, some DLC. Some Other than that, maybe some VR. We'll see how that goes. Obviously, not my own personal VR, but <laughs> <laughs> that's we'll see. Makes it more fun. Yeah. When you don't have your wallet looking at you like, like was what? it worth it? <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> was it worth well, we it? We talked oh, about really? this. <laughs> Bank account crying. Wallet crying. Girlfriend crying. <laughs> you crying. Baby crying. <laughs> can't can't feed it a PSVR. <laughs> it's got too real. Come in. Come in the PSVR. You can eat virtual food, young baby. <laughs> The food's right there. <laughs> I can't touch it. I don't know why the baby can talk, but he's a smart baby, man. Hey, man. Kids I didn't raise days. no dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, be be sure to check out the YouTubes. And again, this is Jabs, Alex, Evan, and Construction Dude with Bukatsu Gaming. Same peace. But yeah, anyway. Hey. Hey. Uh welcome Mr. to Cage Bukatsu Gaming. It's your host, Jabs aka Cage. Playing that persona. <laughs> I'm here with Alex, aka didn't know how much he missed the podcast till we stopped doing it for a week. <laughs> and Evan. AKA E Bry. AKA Grenades are forever pineapples. Okay, we're going to have to redo this because they just started the fucking construction next door. <laughs> God! I mean, to be fair, it doesn't sound like laundry anymore. No, it doesn't, but it's picking up. Yo, <laughs> somebody's crushing that tuba right now. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, band practice. It's band practice. It's good. Oh, Lord. Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, let's just get it going. All right. Are we redoing or are we just going? It didn't, it didn't interrupt you, right? It interrupted yeah. us. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's just straight up not construction. It's not gonna stop. It's oh, it's not. Eventually, it's the big they, dude just farting. Are they like building a house? Or are they opening up the street? They're doing some shit to the apartment next door. Uh, that's not good. 
<laughs> Every time. It's not going to stop. Then I guess we can't record then, right? Uh, how can I soundproof this area? It's right getting here? worse. <laughs> you can't. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm waiting for the drop. <laughs> bub, 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 bub. <laughs> okay, the the saw just went off, so I, I think. Okay. All right. I think, Let's do it. But but I do say we we do re redo it just so we can get back into okay uh, into right. the groove, and so I don't okay. do the. <laughs> All right, let's try. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> uh, let's see how let's see how much it's picking up on audacity though. It's still fairly well. Luke All right, so. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, bu -bu -bu. <laughs> <laughs> that one's the worst. See, <laughs> see, this right here is exactly what Evan was talking about, but it doesn't quite help. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what do they mean, clown sightings? They're apparently okay. people dressed up people, as clowns, like, like dressed creeping up around. As clown, yeah, and, like, trying to, like, kidnap kids and stuff. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay, I think, I hope we're good. I should just stop saying that. I should <laughs> yeah. just stop. Yeah, you should. You should just go right into it. <laughs> is, there, is there a cruise leaving from outside? Well, whenever we do manage to record this episode, I think we know what can go at the end. <laughs> Of us not being able to talk because they want to do construction next door. That's literally why I wasn't able to play Persona that first Friday. They were just like over there with a jackhammer. I'm trying to play. I'm like, I have a headache now. This is not. This is not happening. How do they keep finding louder tools for the job? <laughs> I think they're just. They just plugged in some speakers and a mic, and it's just right next to the tool. <laughs> Right. It's not loud enough. Oh Turn oh me God. up. Turn me up. I can't hear the bus on my headphones. <laughs> I ain't got no bus on my headphones. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome to Bukatsu Gaming Podcast. It's your host.